Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Simply Talk. My name is Andres Sarmiento and I'm joined by my co-host Jeffrey Creighton. Today we have a lovely guest. Her name is Raven. Raven, can you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Hey guys, I'm Raven Rogers. Hey Raven with two Y's on Instagram. You can follow me so you can know what I want you to know too. <laughs> and <laughs> um, yeah, I'm here today. Without being modest, you you are a filmmaker. You're an actress. You you write poetry. You you like obviously music, and like, tell us more about that. Like, who is Raven? Who is the Raven uh, that you want people to know? Raven, see, that's a very hard question to answer. I don't really care who people know, uh, but who Raven is, I just like to try things, and I'm very I like to try different creative things. Started with acting from acting to directing and learned every little aspect about filming. So it's like, I would say if I could put myself in a title, actress, director, I guess model, because I do my own self shoots, because I really mastered a lot about this iPhone camera from the seven plus. So that, whatever, if it has a lens, I'm behind it or in front of it or around it. From, from what I'm getting, cameras. from what I'm getting is that you allow your curiosity to like stem and branch out to wherever you think your curiosity should take you, and yeah. that's already a huge gift on its own. Like you should be, you should be grateful that you have that clarity of like, oh, I want to try this, I want to try that, and the fact that you love directing gives you a voice, in my opinion. That's why I love directing, in my opinion. Yeah, it does. I just like telling stories. I don't I don't know too much about the voice thing because if someone's listening or they're not, I still want to show it. So <laughs> I just I just like Damn it. Right. It's fun. You know, you mentioned like you mastered using your phone. And I remember mm-hmm. I was telling people before I was like, people are sleeping on what the iPhone can do. They really are. They definitely were. Like, Especially making still a are. film. Yeah. Um, I would say with the newer iPhones, they definitely can. Like with the right equipment, which I kind of still want to do, but I don't want to spend all that money <laughs> on a phone to film, but I do still want to try it because I know like just seeing what it can do with just photos alone is crazy. And even like the oldest one, like the older one, when the, I think it was the pluses started first coming out, the yeah. seven plus was a beast of its time. The seven mm. plus was literally shitting on every other phone possible yeah. out there. Like I was taking some crazy photos, some really, a whole movie was shot. I believe it was probably not the seven. I think it was the one below the seven. Tambourine, that movie that won, I think an Oscar, didn't it win an Oscar? Oh yeah. I I think it was a scene or something like that, wasn't it? No, it was a movie. It was an entire movie shot on an iPhone. All of it? Oh damn. Yes, the entire thing. It was shot on an iPhone. I think it was a five. I don't know why the five rings a bell to me. I was saying that, but I was like, is there an iPhone 5? I don't want to say that. It's so stupid. <laughs> there was. Probably. I had it. I had it for like for like four years. I never was a part of the 7 gang, so oh, dang, it crazy. exists. My first phone was the 7. Like, my first iPhone was the 7. It was, a, it was like a new door opening of possibilities. I know people, like, give a lot of crap to iPhones because of its simplicity or, or lack of whatever. But I love the fact of being simple. So what have you shot on the iPhone? Uh, like as far as a film goes i know i saw the one with jesse and um what's your homegirl's name um anique 
yeah you did it like maybe that was like three years ago two years ago yeah uh, that wasn't shot on an iphone that was actually shot oh. on black magic um i haven't shot any videos on an iphone because okay. I'm, i wasn't really much of it i got like lenses for them and everything but i wasn't too much of a fan of mm. like the actual resolution of it once i went to edit it so mm. I wasn't really too into it, but um, I can say I probably just didn't take the time to actually learn how to make the resolution better or what to use to make the resolution better because I just really liked it more for photography. Okay. But it's That's definitely cool. a beast. I can definitely say probably the 12, that 12, you could most likely make an entire film off of it, like I entire. Have, <laughs> I have the Max Pro. Just saying. Like, if you ever want to shoot a movie, my phone's available. <laughs> I think what people have to remember is that all these things are just tools. Like remember when, um, when digital became a thing and started to become a topic of the alternative behind film, um, people would like talk shit about it because, oh, it's not the same. It's not the same, but it's, it's a form of access for those that didn't have enough access to what it takes to make a movie. So it's literally, it's a tool that if used properly and if we take the time to apply it you can do anything you can do photography you can do scripture you can do anything i, I didn't know it. you take your photos on your phone though I, I literally thought they were like you had a photographer no they're not they're all on my phone just but me and a tripod you and a tripod <laughs> yeah you gotta that. get it man you gotta get it i saw this this movie man i was posting it on, on on my ig it was it was shot on the iphone 7 like you were saying like 7 was killing it and I was just like, yo, I got to at least try to do something because the fact that they were able to do that film, I, I'll post it in the, the chat for you to see it. But the fact that they were able to do that, it would basically, he said, with hardly any money, no extra lens onto his camera or anything, just a phone and a gimbal. And uh, he did all the sound effects and all that stuff and posts. And I was like, damn, I would have thought it was shot on the Black Magic. I thought your thing with Jesse and I was like, OK, maybe she did it on the phone. But it was almost yeah. similar looking at that film and then looking at yours. You, That's I crazy. I'm about to, because I have a card of equipment and the Black Magic is in there. I'm about to take it out. Take it <laughs> out. Save money. <laughs> when did you want to actually be a director, though? I know you said being an actress. I didn't, I didn't really know that you were originally an, an actress. Because yeah. I didn't post anything that I did. None of my work I ever posted. I was like, nope. This is not for your the the public eye. This is just for Raven's eyes. <laughs> just for you, okay. Um, and a few people have seen it on Facebook because the director put um, posted it. But um, my transition to director it actually happened. I want to say uh, end of 2019 and all through 2020. Um, that's when I kind of just was kind of interested in more of the behind the scenes where actually is going on. How is this shot even created? And I just got really intrigued by everything, like different types of shots, reasons for shots, the psych like the actual psychologically psycho well, I can't say the word right now. Psychological <laughs> effect that it has. Yeah. <laughs> All, like I loved it and I was always studying it. I even wanted to go to school at a point. And then I was mm. like, nope, there's YouTube. It's okay. We don't need school. YouTube is insane. Yeah. I learned a lot from there, but also by watching people too on sets, because I've been on so many. Yeah. It's like you, I you pick up on golden. things. Yeah, literally. Because when I moved out to California, I, I only did it just to go on set. I did background and I would just watch them do everything all the time. Even when they told me to go to holding, I was like, nope, I'm just going to 
<laughs> I'm gonna stay go. here. Yeah, I'll be in holding. I'll be by holding, not in holding, though. How long but you were I, in California for? I wasn't there long. I was only there for about three months. Okay, okay. You're visiting. Uh, yeah. So okay, I was. I planned to move out there, but it didn't go the way I wanted. It's expensive, but I am like glad that. I did go, but it, it's nowhere you need to be because everything's so digitally days. Like I could be in Florida and submit my film to a California um, film festival. I don't physically need to be there. So I didn't really find it necessary. Just came back home. Any takeaway, like anything you learned? Oh, yeah. Um, I, learned, I learned about, I don't want to say 90%. I learned about 60% of, about being on set and how it works from being in California. It's a lot to learn and you definitely can't do it all by yourself I'm not saying that it's not possible to do it by yourself but if you want it beautiful you better get a team you better get crew because <laughs> it's it's a lot of stress on you alone to do that and I feel like that's where a lot of filmmakers kind of like go left with it is trying to do it all on their own because I can I understand it I, I've done it too it's like trying to get everybody together to help you you're not paying them or anything it's just their free will coming to help you it can be a little like discouraging in a sense and then you don't want to do it. So if you just find some people who are actually dedicated to those roles in the film, instead of just finding people who like, if I found another director, it's not really helping me because we both want to be directors. We don't both want to be gaffers. We don't both want to do audio. It's like, if I found someone who's really genuine, passionate about audio or someone who wants to do lights, someone who wants to do set design, I'd rather find those people who are passionate about those particular parts in film so there's no like run like crossroads and like people's opinions about doing certain things a different way because everybody's focused on their own craft so it's that's true yeah it, it's 10 times better with the crew and that's what i definitely learned from california 10 times i'm not better. trying to st start no drama here but that kind of feels like a south florida thing though it like, is what it you're saying is. right now it is Oh, 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 you get a director on the set and they're like, oh, man, she need to do it this way, man. I don't even know why I came out here. <laughs> Dang, bro, this is going to be trash. And I'm like, oh, come on, bro. Like, what the hell? You know what I mean? That's that, that's I feel like that's a South Florida thing, though. It is. A South. Maybe for, it is. I don't know. For the beginning, you have to kind of start that way. But it's very important that we also like take into consideration what, what Raven is saying that for for to better yourself as a storyteller, you have to be open to like let pe people in and let people help you because like we've said in this podcast many times filmmaking is just one factor out of many it's a it's a team effort and we have to also like appreciate the people are making it possible like it's like raven saying like you can't just get any audio person all the time you have to look for people that are as passionate to uh, to their craft because they're gonna translate that passion to the totality of the film so I think it's moving to the right direction. But it's an little. ego thing. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, she struck a nerve when she said that. But it's an ego thing, man. It, it totally is. I'm, I, I direct and also and things like that. But I've been on plenty of sets where I'm not the director. And I'm like, yo, it's your thing. You know what I mean? I'm just here to do what you need me to do. Tell me what it is that I need to do here, what my role is. And I'm going to do just that. I might not be the best at it because nine times out of 10, all, a lot of directors in South Florida know how to do more than one thing. Sometimes we just need to get it out. And it's, it sucks that we don't always have the connections 
So we have we're left with we're left with no other choice than to kind of figure it out and see how we tell the story. And preliminary speaking wise, that's how filming the phone I think became a thing. Yeah. That's how a lot of things come out of necessity, and eventually, if it picks up, it becomes like a cultural practice. So yeah, that's true. That's very true. We have to yeah. be open to both spectrums. Like, yeah, there's a huge part that's ego, but there's some of us that are just trying to make it by trying yeah, to understand everything. So <laughs> yeah. I have to, like, I'm literally buying every single piece of equipment, trying to understand it, not master it, but at least understand it. So to the fact that I can at least do something. <laughs> and I yeah. think the takeaway on that, at least for those that are doing it for the right reasons, we are fortunate to like be learning so much of many departments because at the end of the day we're not just bossing someone around we're kind of like developing yeah. something with them like how do you think we should do that oh i know i know da, da, da. like uh but it's it's a relationship that you better communicate when you know more or less what each determinant uh what each department entails so yeah it, it is that's very true I'm not like, ashamed that I know a lot of stuff. I, I'm actually very grateful and I just do my job to share it and create st uh, stories with it. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like I know more things when it comes to um, storytelling, like shots. Don't ask me about what lens to use. I don't know which lens to use. That's all right. Because <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I can figure out everything else besides like, I don't know what percent the light should be at. I don't know. <laughs> That, but I do know what angle it should be, or I don't know. What you know what you want. Yeah, I when know what I want. Head, you know I don't know how want. to get it. <laughs> but that's why I'd rather like have crew. Like I would one hundred and ten percent rather have crew because they know. So anything I don't know, someone else could know. So it's ten times better that way. Like I do salute the ones that do on their on their own. Like they make great quality like projects. Their stories are great. However you're blessed with something I don't have. <laughs> mm -hmm. I can't do that. I just, I wish I could. Hey, it, all it takes is just meeting someone, you know, and I can say like, this guy here taught me a lot of what I know as far as um, filmmaking goes uh, and how to, how to run a set and a lot of different things. So I always appreciate him for that because I was starting out like, I'm like, man, I want to, and, and that's a question I want to ask the kind of stories you want to tell, because I was saying like, I'm not getting auditions for things that I want to be in. So I'm like, I got to create it. And yeah. I didn't, I didn't know how to go about that. I did my first film. It was terrible. Never came out. I went to him. He was like, Hey, he saw how hard I was trying. It was like, I'm gonna help you. And he taught me everything. And all that and stems, all that stems is from what not to do from what I learned. So it's yeah. just, yeah. let me help my friends get like five steps ahead by kind of teaching him or like sharing with him what I had to go through so that's how I use my knowledge I use it as a platform for others that need it and only hope the best from there yeah that's really good because like that that saves people a lot of time like a lot of time speaking from yeah. experience but I got a tip for you though when it comes to period pieces your best friend is going to be the thrift store yeah I mean me myself I live in the thrift store I love thrifting <laughs> it, is the, it is your best friend when, if you want to do a period piece. You can shoot a movie in 1950s and get the wardrobe out of there for like a few bucks. Yeah, it's true. But then, I mean, it, it works if you have like someone who knows how to like do wardrobe. <laughs> like, oh. I don't know how to sell Taylor or like custom. Customize no, hey, like hey, I'll be like, yo, what, what, da, 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 go to the thrift store. Your talent. All right. I reimburse you for it. You know what I mean? I mean Buy whatever yeah. it is. 
it doesn't even have to be a period piece. Like it's very common to hear the art department just saying we're going to thrift store, uh, thrift yeah. store for uh, for not just props, not just wardrobe, but the whole department. They that they when you see a set dress on a on a film set, most likely there's a chunk of those things that came from a thrift store, and there's a higher chance that they probably saved the receipts because it's a yeah. very normal Get practice. Money back. Yep, that they get well, not the thrift store. You ain't getting your money back. No. Yeah. Nah, oh. that, that it's final, bro. Well, yeah. they probably save it for the next shoot then. Shoot. They, probably, they most likely do. I mean, I would know. Yeah, that with art because I took a fashion class in. Okay, it was fashion, but it was in theater, so it was like half special special effect makeups and then the other half is wardrobe. So they. Oh, so you're good. <laughs> no, because I doesn't mean just because I took the class doesn't mean I did well in the class. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> But um, they it did. It's just that I don't have that department. I'm the department, so <laughs> I rather not do time basis for now. Gotcha. Rent it when I have like the funding behind anything I want to do. Of course, the sky's the limit. I'm making every genre I can possibly think of just for the fun of it because I have the money to do it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's different. It's different. Yeah. Money a lot of times can uh, discourage people too. A lot of times I, I've done. He knows this. I've done films where I didn't have to spend hardly anything, you know. Um, but then again, I do know people. Uh, it's who you know as well. But also, yeah. there's times where I had to do it by myself. And I'm like, all right, I got to do it. But, uh, you know, that was that was more of a, a motivation factor in the sense of where it was like when I couldn't get anyone. Am I not going to do it because I can't, you know. So you, like yeah. you shooting on your phone, your photos, you can do the same thing. with Just what you're able to do. Uh- Yes and no. Well, I would say for my own preferences. Um, mm-hmm. Granted, I'm going to do it by myself. Like, I'm not going to like just say, oh, I can't do it because I don't have anybody. Like, I'm right. going to do it still. It's just that what I want to accomplish from myself, yeah. I, I don't want to settle. Like, I, I'd rather not Actually. settle. I'd rather just aim for my goal, get the goal, and be happy with myself. <laughs> you know, you, you saying that kind of reminds me of a quote that I learned in, um, in college, film school, actually. And it's kind of been the basis and foundation of everything I do, whether it's film, food, or et cetera. And that saying is never settle for less. It's, it's a very simple saying, but it goes a long way because only you are, you are responsible of the standards that you set for yourself. So that's huge kudos to you for knowing <laughs> what you want, because that is very crucial to maintain a vision. I, that's true. It's also practice, too. You may not yeah, never release yeah, it. Practice. I always practice. Yeah, I just don't release it. <laughs> okay, you did yeah. say that earlier. You're right. Yeah. No Dang. one needs to know everything that I do. Like that part of social media and me don't mix because I don't feel the need to show everybody what I'm doing all the time. If there's, if we can list the things that, if you edit your own movies and if there's a list of things that we notice as the editor that the viewers won't, that list is insane because we know like after watching like a hundred times, we're going to be noticing the little specs that like, Oh my God, that, that, that chair was not supposed to be there. Or why is that light stand there? That reflection, but people are not going to notice that. And only, it's only filmmakers. Yeah. Yes. Filmmakers After drinking in one cup versus the other. Oh my God. <laughs> Fuck, bro. 
Where's people my who don't watch it, they don't notice it, and and that's who our, our viewers are. Like our viewers yeah. are not other filmmakers. Granted, it's cool to have kudos from other filmmakers, but our viewers are not other filmmakers. Our viewers are the people, just random regular people. And I feel like people get caught up in that. In the yeah. film community, we kind of are very judgy, like about other people. Like, oh, that shouldn't be it. That shouldn't do it. But you guys did it, and great. I'm, I I love the fact that you did it. Like that's yeah. really dope. But we're more of a, oh, that that sound was, that pitch was too high. That sound doesn't match the audio. Like, the lighting is changing. We can notice in the next shot. Like, oh, my gosh, we're all just trying here. <laughs> I feel attacked right now. I mean, I will say the thing that we do have to kind of take the most uh, focus in is audio. Because they people say that, like, people will forgive bad visuals, but bad audio can, like, take away an experience. Are you working on anything at the moment or will you tell us you're working on anything at the moment? Um, no, I'm not telling you. I, um, so okay, I am working on something, however, it's not mine. I'm okay. acting in it. So okay. it's it's a bigger role, I would say. So it's gonna take a bit of my um focus, but okay. it's okay because right now what I'm trying to do is just practice for when I do my shoot my own. However, right now I am working on something can't talk about it much because it's not my project so gotcha. <laughs> but i am okay what would you like to tell your the viewers of is there any like life lesson no, or yeah life the experience? life lesson question there we go <laughs> um life lesson overall i would say for um anything in life to be honest that failures are part of the mission if you're not failing you're not you're not getting anywhere if you're not falling forward you're stagnant. So don't ever look at failure as such a huge negative because failure is a positive. Failure means you are growing. Failure means you are closer to where you want to be in life. You're not going to learn without failure. Failure seems to be such a like negative word that people apply I in their know. terminology, but it's actually an opportunity. People need to accept failure. Like this podcast I, is out of failure. This, this the filmmaking yeah, process is out of failure. I don't even. I wouldn't even say it's an opportunity. I would more say it's bound to happen. It's, it's mm. going to happen. Like it's what's the word I'm looking for? It's inevitable. A virtue. A virtue. Like, okay. You. It's going to happen. Yeah. Like you can't be afraid of it because it. It's inevitable. Like you're going to fail. But you That's have true. to. That's a beautiful <laughs> message that people overlooked and. I don't think we've touched it enough in this podcast yet. So thank you for telling what people should know already. And failure is just, in my opinion, it's just another tool to get to where you want to. And as, exactly. as long as you're transparent and accepted, the sky is the limit. Raven, we ask everyone this question at the end of the show. What is creativity to you? Creativity to me is expressing yourself in the way you feel most happy that's, that's a creative. new one bro that's nice and simple <laughs> that goes that goes with simply creative so i like that i like that i like much. it too raven it was a pleasure talking with you i really really enjoyed it i'm happy you came on i'm glad that you said yes because i thought you were going to say no because you didn't know me i thought you were just like no 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 but your enthusiasm really sold me at that point <laughs> no i've been waiting for my homeboy he's a rapper he got an interview and i was like i want to do an interview but i'm not interesting <laughs> you are interesting don't like you are yourself. interesting Thanks. with what you show us all so right. so <laughs> yeah. before we get kicked out uh, i want to thank you all for tuning in for hearing us out 
And as always, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Simply Talk. Don't ever forget, stay creative, guys.